genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics. My name is Adam Sheehan, and I'm here today with the people I was here last week with uh, Sean Petit. What up? Casey Crawford. Hello. And RJ Vite. Hey, who? As a courtesy, I want to remind our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read last week's books yet, we're going we're gonna to spoil this for you. So I'm going to give you episodes... In the timestamp description, I'm going to give you timestamps in, uh, in the episode description so you can skip anything that you might need to skip. Mm. Our top story this week is Batman the Night Number 2 by Chip Zdarsky, Carmine D. Giandominico, and Ivan Placencia. Oh man, I don't know if that was an intentional uh, Freudian slip, but it was hilarious. I loved it. <laughs> it wasn't intentional, but I kind of ran with it. Yeah, yeah. I still just- might... I still might cut it out. Nothing no. was intentional. Use it. It's great. Um, yeah. It shows you're human. <laughs> Episodes of the timestamp description. I, not not just idiot. our robot overlord. <laughs> I was starting to wonder if he was a robot. So this is this is yeah, comforting me for me. It's like a like yeah, a, a real life. A bunch of sparks just shot out of my deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we hit him with a um a logical fallacy and his head just started going error, error, error. Yeah. Hey, you guys kept asking me what I would do if I found a turtle on its back. And- <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, uh, how how are we? What's the general consensus out there? It's I'm good. I'm good. Uh, today, uh, as we're recording this on the 18th, is uh, my anniversary with Zach. Oh, so, well, congrats. Since he listens to every episode of this because he's such a supportive boyfriend. Happy anniversary from the past. Uh, Way to go, Zach. You're doing a good job, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, super supportive. This one's for Zach. And I'm hanging out with you guys instead of him, so, you know. (laughs) We are sorry, Zach. (laughs) Nice. Uh, But yeah, so that's that's nice. We got got to see some museums and stuff on the weekend, so it'll be neat. uh, Museums are great, man. Yeah, no, I haven't been to them uh, since before the plague, so I'm excited. Oh, right, that. (laughs) See a bunch of old shit. Yep. Love old shit. Weird shit. Maybe go to the the Mutter Museum. See some see some mm. you know strange oddities. Do some. I am not a fan of the Mutter Museum. That is so surprising to me. I know you would think it'd be right up my alley. It's just it's too. It's always it's always been crowded every time I've been there, and it's really small, and it's just I get claustrophobic um, and crazy. To, to our non Philly listeners, the Mutter Museum is a science oddity museum of like the most morbid like organs and fetuses and brains and eyeballs and all the all the fun medical oddities sounds like a hoot. Ad- it's great adam's just it. upset someone has a weirder collection than him yeah exactly <laughs> uh, well i keep that- getting outbid by them on ebay that's <laughs> like, really my whole problem i go in the gift shop and they don't i can't i can't let, i can't cat burgle from the mother <laughs> yeah. Museum, so yeah, they uh, really sell you a bill of goods for that gift shop and don't really deliver. <laughs> um, it, it, to, to that uh, note, though, I, I went there one year um, on Valentine's Day because I wanted to go alone and it, have it be empty. And I was really thinking that it would be like chill as fuck and I would just have like a good me day. And 
damned if it wasn't just filled with goth couples. The entire, yeah. it was more crowded than I've ever seen it. And it was just a big old fuck you. And I was just like, I, this backfired in the most spectacular way for me. <laughs> so, so funny thing, the, la- the last time I was at the Mutter Museum, it was to see an exhibit about the Spanish flu. Oh, <laughs> at like the end of 2019. I so. remember that because you and Rachel swung by the shop afterwards. Um, Neat. Wow, good yeah. job. This is your fault. Well, you didn't take anything home with you, did you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hey, we got a couple of books. Did you cat I mean, burgle I- any any Spanish flu? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got some dope masks. There you yeah, go. so that was funny. We picked it all on Karen Gillan because Adam. <laughs> Stop shoplifting viruses <laughs> from the museum. They didn't want to come back on him. They didn't. Ha- they didn't have the vir- the the Spanish flu virus at the freaking museum. I'm just that you know. Yeah, they don't have it There's anymore. There's this big long line it. of people who want to lean over a velvet rope and look at the Spanish just flu. Just had the Carmen San Diego virus. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna catwoman ourselves it. a deadly virus. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. My God. Well, yeah, we'll see what I can burgle. Well, you know, when we go this weekend, we'll see. <laughs> maybe I'll start. Yeah, a, I've reached a moment. Maybe I'll start a zombie apocalypse or something. You know, fingers crossed. Well, I, I, I have to once again say that, that that nothing ever said on this podcast is an admission of guilt. If anything turns up missing <laughs> at the Mutter Museum in the oh, next couple that be of weeks, bad timing. If somebody did rob the Mutter Museum like a day after I said all this. Oh, no. It's like, Adam, delete the podcast. Delete the whole... Shut it down. <laughs> it's, it's already out there. I can't do anything I, about it. I also like the idea that the museum on the Spanish flu contains viruses. It's like... And the yeah, story of the show... Specimens. The actual virus... They, like, put on a put on a uh, burlesque show. Yeah, they, they put <laughs> on a flea, extra- a flea circus with the Spanish flu. <laughs> yeah. Uh, For an extra $2,000, there's a meet and greet. That, you know. <laughs> yeah. By the way, RJ doesn't know how experience. things work. <laughs> but no, I do. I do. I, I don't want to sound like I hate the Mutter Museum. I do love the Mutter Museum. I just get yeah. claustrophobic. You in hate the everyone Museum. else that loves the Mutter Museum, which is it's, truly, just, it's a bad place to get claustrophobia. Dude, it's the most because, goth like, reaction you can have to the Mutter Museum, honestly. It's like, there's too many live humans here. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's just there's just something about being boxed into a corner, but that corner contains a dried out pair of testicles. So you're just like, okay, cool. I'm just, just gonna chill just, out here by the dicks. Like it's, it's that's just, fine. It's just me, the largest colon on record, and <laughs> forty of my friends. <laughs> Sounds delightful. What is in a small room? Oh my god! Yeah. How much of this conversation is even going to be salvageable? <laughs> All of it. Much I mean, like the hopefully we just we just increase uh you know admissions to the Mutter Museum for a little yeah. while. That's the goal, but right? It, it, it all seriously, go visit the Mutter Museum. It's a fucking yeah, great if you're listening, Mutter Museum. We're open to sponsorships. <laughs> oh, they don't want Adam at this point, you know. It's Adam's yeah, I'm really not doing a good job. Second, or me because place. I'm I'm threatening to steal too, so that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Speaking of our new virus, uh, I reached a huge uh, event in this pandemic life that we're in. Sitting there, we're watching TV, uh, Parks and Rec specifically, with some John Ralphio. Mm-hmm. As we're doing this, I'm like, oh man, we'd love to see him. Christina turns her phone to me 
there's an Instagram posting of Ben Schwartz going to be in Philly and like the Kimmel Center. It's like, so? And I'm like, I'll go. It's like, okay. Bought tickets to an actual oh event. Oh my God. Damn. Sean goes oh, outside. In public with people. Sean goes to the city. I'm so excited. Oh man. <laughs> um, when is I'm that? I'm so excited. Also, if you haven't seen it, watch the Ben Schwartz after party episode. We I mean, just the the after party, the show is fucking great. I fully support I still have uh, to his watch episode. That. Endorsing his that episode show. in particular was. Yeah, no, it so was everything good. I wanted and more. Uh, when is Ben yeah. Schwartz playing here, though, is my question. He's going to be here in April. Okay. So, and the thing is, she's like, would you go without me? I was like, yeah, I'll line up backups in case you freak out the week before. It's fine. Me. <laughs> yeah. I got people lined up. <laughs> yeah. You got people fighting each other over. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can figure this out, but I was just so excited. We actually like made an outdoor made plan. A plan. I was, I was, that's, I was, yeah, I made a plan. That's so spectacular. See, yeah. Me and Zach work her, with uh, the public her, every day. So it's like, oh yeah, we got to go out in public yeah, with you're, masks you're on. It. It's like, oh no. <laughs> well, sh- her metal's really going to get tested. She's got a bridal shower a bachelorette party and a wedding coming up <laughs> those are all lot. difficult things to survive without a pandemic yeah, i might right? add yeah serious and she's in the uh, she's in the bridal party so it's not optional Woo-hoo, man <laughs> jesus <laughs> so i'll be praying gonna, for her sh- sh- it's gonna be a sink or swim moment <laughs> hopefully swim yeah uh ben schwartz hopefully. will be nothing after that that'll be a cake exactly that's what i'm saying it's yeah. gonna, she's gonna be well f- well over all that shit by the time we do that test her metal <laughs> yeah so but i was so i was so excited to like make a plan <laughs> incredible i celebrated i'm still celebrating i'm gonna ride that high for weeks well i can't wait to see you but when anyway. you're in the city uh adam rj when are you making a plan I don't know. Man. I don't make plans. <laughs> TBD. <laughs> fair. Fair and fair. I actually have seen RJ more well, recently yeah. than anyone else in person. So yeah, if I'm downtown and we'd see that and you, that's two plans. Two that, plans. that might be too that much. Might be too much. We have to we have to call we have to calm down, Casey. <laughs> we can't make two plans. It's wow. <laughs> a lot of planning. <laughs> well, if I also buy tickets to Ben Schwartz, that's just the same plan, technically. That's true. We can just run into you there. It's mm-hmm. a good point. Yep. yep. Well, anywho. Anyway. Yeah. Y'all want to talk about some comics? Sure do. The other thing that's keeping us sane during COVID? Yeah. Unfortunately, Ben Schwartz, not in this comic. But there's also some great people in it. (laughs) So it's fun. And some great people that made it. Well, tell us about it. (laughs) It's uh, Iron Fist number one by Alyssa Wong, Michael YG, and J. David Ramos. Um, We've got a new Iron Fist, guys. Uh, cause in a book I didn't read, Danny Rand gave up the power of the Iron Fist to save something. Um, so who's so our, who's our here. new boy? Uh, it's a mystery figure. Cause it kind of opens up with some training in Kun Lun and like, they're waiting for Shao Lao to like resurrect itself. Cause he gave up the power. So someone can go rip its heart out and get the power, which is kind of fucked up, but whatever. Well, he's immortal. <laughs> he's fine. I know. Well, he's just, yeah, he just does this. So we get Danny Rand um, fighting some demons as not the Iron Fist, holding his own pretty well. I mean, he um, still knows, like, good, all so. of the Kung Fu. You, d- yeah, you don't which not is learn. You don't and not know get, Kung Fu now that you don't have the Iron Fist, you know? And we get this mysterious figure that kind of hops in to help out, and uh, we kind of see that he's got some, he's got some green fists and some Iron Fists. Oh, well. 
Well, we don't know much about him yet. He just kind of comes in, kind of rescues Danny, and is like, deuces. <laughs> um, Danny's like, what the fuck? Like, what What was that? All the time, and the whole time he's on the phone with Luke Cage because he's late for lunch, which I thought was a nice, it's just, mm-hmm. I like their, I like their <laughs> friendship. <laughs> it's best friendship. Yeah. So we find out this guy's, uh, his name is Lin Lee, and he is, um, <laughs> we get a huge page of his background where he's basically, he was the guardian of the sword of Fu Zi. It's one of the three weapons to prevent a god of war from escaping. Um, but then it, he was, he fell or was defeated and the sword shattered and he died effectively. Um, no, not he effectively. And he, died. He, he, he died. He died. And then he died. And then he somehow was resurrected by the spirit of, um, Oh my God. Shaolin, right? Yes. And so now he, has pieces of this mystical sword lodged in his body, <laughs> these glass pieces, and he also has the power of the Iron Fist, but like they're like warring in his body. And Danny just kind of tracks him down and is like, Hey, bro, you Iron Fist? <laughs> <laughs> like, something's wrong. Like, I, I'm pretty sure you're Iron Fist, but like, Something's wonky, also, and like your powers seem a little off. Also, shedding pieces of a sword. Yeah, yeah, and also the glass in your arms keeps falling out. Do you want it back? Yeah, would you, would <laughs> you like this? This is, this fell out of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So painful to look so, at. <laughs> yeah. So it. They kind of obviously Danny's going to want to know what's going on with this dude because I think he's still invested. Just because just because he gave up the power doesn't mean he's like you know giving up the mission. Um, so he tries to follow him through a portal back to Kunlun, but he doesn't quite make it. And this is when we kind of get introduction to the family and more about him. He's trying to find a way to reassemble this sword because it's messing with the power of the Iron Fist. So he's not he has some of the power of the Iron Fist, but not all of it. So it's it's on the fritz. I guess, for lack of a better term. Well, it's like his um, his chi is leaking out of him because of all the pain that the sword is causing him, and he's not able yeah, to harness the chi of uh, Shu Lao. So it's it's this like yeah, they're both conflicting it's fighting with against each, each other. other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it also seems like the chi that's leaking out from the sword is, since it's specifically to keep this god of war at bay, it's attracting these demons and stuff so i hate when we're seeing them (laughs) yeah so we're kind of seeing them pop up here and there and it seems that the family that he's staying with in kunlun is the the father appears to i don't know if he's always been one but he definitely is turning into a demon at the end of the comic (laughs) so like right from the jump he's in he's in deep shit But I just, uh, I thought it was really great. I thought the action was really fun. Uh, I, I love a good Iron Fist book. Um, I feel like it's, it's been a while since I read one, but it doesn't mean there hasn't been one, but like, I, I feel like, I feel like there should be a good Iron Fist book. It's always great to have a good Kung Fu, uh, mystical Kung Fu book. Iron Fist is a blind spot for me. Yeah. I particularly really like the Fraction run. The Fraction and Brubaker run. Uh, that's probably run my favorite. Great. Yeah, yeah. So great. Um, I don't know if I've read a lot. Um, I know the, there's been like the, smaller series the, since then, um, but there hasn't been like a, Carrie a lot. Carrie Kyle Andrews did a run that was like super stylized and his art style that was okay. really good. Um, that was kind of my introduction to the character. 
Uh, and then there's yeah. there's a really good run on um Power Man and Iron Fist in like the like mid two thousands, maybe like two thousand ten, something like that. Um, we'll have to do it now and the, trade. Uh, you can read yeah. the original Claremont stuff, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think there's there's a lot of good Iron Fist stories out there. Um, and I, I like having the bad, like that kind of side of the Marvel universe where like. I love the good mix of the mystical with him fighting thugs with Luke Cage. Like I just, it's a great balance. Um, I don't know if that's really going to happen with this particular story. Cause it's a completely different character with other mystical gonna, things involved. But like, I like that mix of that character. It's going to lead into Danny getting the powers back. And then they're going to be a book called iron fists. Yeah, possibly. Nice. I can see that. Um, that would be yeah, because something's amazing. gonna happen with the sword or something like that. So like, is that dude gonna try to have the sword again, or does sword he want to be full on <laughs> iron fist? fist? Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, also worth um, mentioning that this character, this is not his first appearance. He was previously seen in Swordmaster, right. uh, which was a like short-lived like Marvel run. I think it was like a like a five issue mini or something like that. Um, that they I did. That was like, like eighteen. Was it okay? Sorry, Re- cut that. Uh, <laughs> I could be wrong. I have no. I idea. like the character. Uh, that my introduction. They do a really good job of catching you up because I think it was a smaller, you know, yeah. character. But like, but they're kind of they're telling you the story. Like he's got this. It was sword. He's got to reassemble to stop this ancient beast from waking up. It's like cool, classic. I'm in. Let's do it's some fucking wild adventures. Interesting yeah. way to, <laughs> to like uh, take a character that um, was kind of just getting started and and give him a legacy mantle and. Yeah, yeah, that kind of works. We're not. Um, what are you going We're not like retreading the same Iron Fist story either, right? Like we know, we know the deal. Like he, he's got his own start. Like he's Iron Fist, but he, you know, from a completely different angle than everyone else has done it so far. That's which true. I, yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah, because yeah, how many times he can kind of you see the like Shaolin? Yeah, like the the dude coming, you know, going to the and training Kun-Lun and, all and this training. Stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, so like right. Yeah, like we got that. It's cool. Like this, it's a it's a fresh take on the character too, Heck which yeah. I think is very interesting. Yeah, yeah I really liked it. It's really fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, and like on top of it, it's still got Danny Rand, who's just a big dumb goofball, and so it's fun to have him in a comic too. <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels like it's gonna be like a um, Batman Beyond, like like a Bruce Wayne training the new Batman, like training Terry. Uh, yeah, because he kind of yeah. talk. They're like kind of sparring. He's like, I know all your moves. You're not that good yet, but you got the power, and I could teach. Like it's kind of like got that vibe, exactly. which is great. Yeah, yeah. That is all I have to say all about right. that. <laughs> it's my pick. Yeah. <laughs> my book this week is G.I. Joe Saturday Morning Adventures number one uh, by Eric Burnham, Dan Schoening, uh Louise Antonio Delgado. Um, this book is just like an old 80s G.I. Joe cartoon and it rules. Oh my God. This art looks exactly like I thought it yep. would. Yep. It's it awesome. does. <laughs> the art is great. It is. <laughs> It just felt like an episode of the old show. Um, That's great. So we open on uh, Cobra Temple with Cobra Commander, who uh, just got a new mysterious artifact, and uh, they they're like, "Wow, it, you know, it took a took a long time to get you this," and um, he just he just blows it up right away, <laughs> and uh, he's like, "That it Sick. wasn't important. What was important was inside." 
which is this lamp, and it's the lamp of Aladdin. So Cobra Commander awesome. gets a genie. Awesome. <laughs> Incredible. It's a it's a buff looking genie. It's like a yeah, giant purple uh genie man. Um genie keeping it tight in that one. Yep. And uh so he does his normal genie spiel and um he's like, You get three wishes, and Cobra Commander is like, Okay, I want unlimited power. And he's like, That's too vague, bro. You can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> unlimited power. Dude, did he ask for no rules? That's always the that's, that's the It's always how you how you infinite have to wishes or, unlim- or or infinite wishes. No, yeah. but Commander- when they say, "Oh, well, there's a rule that you can't wish for infinite wishes." We go, "I wish there were no rules." Exactly. <laughs> Cobra Commander is a genie noob, okay? <laughs> he can't even conquer the world correctly. Yeah. Um, you think you would have figured it out by now. Anyway. So, he's like, "I cannot grant you a power I do not possess." Uh I grant no dominion over the hearts or minds of other people, and I cannot resurrect the dead. So, you know, it's like a typical constrained genie. Um, So then, uh, Cobra Commander just wishes for giant bats, which if you don't know what bats are, they're the the battle android troopers, and they're like the the Cobra troopers, but they're they're robots and they're really cool figures, because they've got like, (laughs) you know, uh, they get a cool design, and they've got open chests that have like all the, the circuitry and stuff. The coolest toys. Yeah, he, he wished for more collectibles. He did, <laughs> but he wished yeah. for giant versions of them. So you know, like kaiju. Nice. And then he just kaiju fighters. He just sends them after the Joes, and um, and like, well, that that's new. Uh, <laughs> he couldn't they, have ultimate power, so he wished for giant robots. Yep. <laughs> That's, that's a which is hilarious. <laughs> he wished for his own giant robots. You know, he kept it in brand. Yeah. But <laughs> so the the bats start attacking um the GI Joe headquarters and then they get into their sky strikers and they manage to uh manage to blow them up. Um and then uh Cobra Commander was like, What? Why do we only? Why do I only wish for five? How did this happen? <laughs> it's like why are there? Why are there so few bats? And Adestro was like, "Well, we couldn't, you know, couldn't make that many bats because you kept haggling with me about the price." Um, <laughs> I was wondering if he was gonna if he was gonna serve the genie an invoice for the manufacturing rights to the bats. Yeah, <laughs> the the genie just gets caught up in paperwork. Yeah. Logistics of... Serves him a cease and desist. <laughs> you don't know what goes behind the scenes, man. I have to do all this. I have to, I have to talk to a bunch of people. You wanted these giant fucking robots. I, it takes time. <laughs> you know? Magic, is, magic does a lot of cool shit, but it can't do everything. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Then, so then uh, Cobra Commander um, gets a new idea about using the, the giant bats but he places them all over the world, and he uh, he's hel- holding the world hostage, and he wants $1 billion, which is just... <laughs> I don't understand! Why did he just wish for the $1 billion? Why did he have to hold yes. the world hostage for also, it? Also, $1 billion in the scheme of things it's, is so just, little money. <laughs> it's just like that Austin Powers yeah. scene yes, with Dr. Evil. Yes, that was Evil. the first yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. 
but like one billion are like it's everyone's gonna be like oh okay here you go bro yeah here you <laughs> like yeah like I, I i like that his second wish after the giant bats didn't work was more giant bats uh i i also love that like jeff bezos makes a billion dollars in like two hours yeah <laughs> so, exactly like, cobra like, commanders how is cobra enemy. commander not just like exploiting his workforce to get rich like i don't understand <laughs> he doesn't have good he doesn't have good revenue streams does, does cobra commander <laughs> pay his employees better than amazon is that what's happening is that what we just discovered do they have insurance <laughs> what what is the no. liability like uh in nah, you know they got bad henchman insurance you know yeah. that. come on <laughs> or the, yeah or it's great and that's why he's got employees i'm not sure it's one of them i mean right. exactly he's, he's doing something risk? to keep him around yeah also his base is a giant snake head so like i don't think he's using his money wisely <laughs> Even if he is making it, I don't think he's making the best financial decisions. <laughs> just, Fair. Just, I'm just gonna throw that Who's out the there. interior decorator for Cobra? <laughs> and do they the know they're working comic. for fascists? The like, <laughs> it's it's the same people that built the the Death Star. It's fine, just, right? You know, exactly. It's all the plumbers the and contractors of the Death yeah. Star. <laughs> well, the people that built the Death Star are the Genosians. It was it was a clerk's joke. <laughs> we know this. Yeah, <laughs> that makes it a, a lot worse. Because because <laughs> Krennic was able to speak with Poggle, got him all you know slave labor with bug people. Uh, <laughs> cool. All right. Well, it, it always I goes back to slave labor, doesn't it? RJ ruined the joke we by knowing We were having a good time there. Gosh. <laughs> oh man, just y'all waiting until. Just y'all wait yeah, until the next issue. Facts. Literally yeah, no, every uh, interaction of my life is ruined by knowing Star Wars canon. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that was this week's Well Actually. <laughs> I'll go back in the well uh, now. That's pretty good. Uh, uh, anyway, the, back, the back issue Back to your end, Sarlacc pit with you. The, the issue ends with Mainframe figuring out a way to use computers to take down the bats so that's what they're gonna go do but it's now nice. to find out what happens next issue love that this dude just has what appears to be just a giant computer on the back yeah, on his back yeah yep it's mainframe main i don't know what more you the want best, dude because what the fuck's that it's gonna a, do like is that a battery pack like <laughs> what the fuck is it's, this <laughs> it's every tech thing you would need he's sure, got it all just, in there it definitely a, just feels like he backpack. was created before people really knew what computers were, and they're just like, yeah, it's fine, just go with it. Well, <laughs> before cell phones existed. Listen. <laughs> no, yes. it said every G.I. Joe comes with a little backpack, and they were like, "How? what if this guy was a computer, and we'll call him mainframe? Right. There's not a whole lot of yeah. thought that goes into these characters. No, that's a fair I point. I mean, the that's snow guy is named Snowjob. His, the guy who... <laughs> The guy in charge that's of something. all, yeah, yeah. all. It's not because it's that's not because it's snow. I that's just because he's into. Some I can't believe shit. that made it in. Right, like they had a yeah. whole list of names, and they were like, "Snow job, snow job." That's going to be in our top ten. That's snow hilarious. <laughs> send it. You know, someone put that down, snuck it in. He's like, "Holy shit, guys, guys, guys! guys. Yo, what if they pick it? Right? He's just rolling around in white stuff all the time, dude. It's fine." <laughs> I love snow job. Guys, holy shit, they're gonna make the toy. Like they fucking made it. It's going out right now. Like, <laughs> I like the pirate one. Is it uh shipwreck? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty shipwreck good. Shipwreck is That's great. Solid. That was always my That's favorite. A solid but mainframe one. mainframe's great too. They're all great. Speaking of mainframe, the the issue ends with uh with like the PSAs that 
uh, G.I. Joe used to do. Mm-hmm. Love um, these. They're, they're so goofy. This one's great. This one is amazing. And it, it's, oh. a, it's a kid reading a comic who, uh, and the, the comics like didn't end the way he wanted it to. He's like, wow, this sucks. I'm going to go write a terrible response on, uh, online. And then his computer shuts down and mainframe's going like, you think twice before you, uh, you write What's something funny? online. What's funny is mainframe standing outside his window. Like, <laughs> like he's standing yeah, out there the with fuck? like a pair of wire cutters. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. His the what he says is great. It says the internet is a powerful tool for communication, but we don't ne- need to attack others for a difference of opinion, especially over a story that can make us the bad guy in our own story. <laughs> they like, fucking and no, it is half the battle. They, I want they to fucking- I want to print this out and hand it to to toxic fans. Like I just, they just I want to have it like 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 uh chick tracks to just give out mm. to people. They just met yes. the comic book. Just yeah. like my favorite part of this oh to keep God. the whole nostalgia alive is the computer looks like it would have in the c- cartoon twenty five years. Yeah, ago. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. big giant like it's so fucking and, good. Like and it's not, the last yeah, it's panel, incredible. the last panel is like endorsed by National Child Safety Council. Like I heard that panel. Like yeah. that panel made yeah, a right, noise. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you heard it in that voice from your childhood you didn't know was still in your brain. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I like too, like somewhere out there there was someone who was reading this book and having that exact thought going, This book sucks. I'm gonna complain about it on the internet and yeah. then landed on that page and probably just threw the book across the room. <laughs> Fuck you, mainframe. You don't know me. They should know shit. Piece of I shit. you should just print this page in the back of every comic. Or yeah. just or oh just God, print it out so as posters good. for comic book stores. I think would be yeah, dude. They'd make them fucking for. I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna quote tweet it at every uh, toxic <laughs> toxic fan ever for yep. like the rest of my life. That's what I'm gonna do. There yeah. is. <laughs> every time you see a bad take, you just fucking t- you just put that up as a response. <laughs> yeah, maybe just maybe just keep that to yourself for like a day and decide if that's a good idea or a bad idea. And it'll always be a bad idea. Just no one cares. Yeah, no one. Ninety nine percent of the time, it'll be stupid. Why do you want to be mad? Yeah, Don't also, be, no one gives a no shit. No one gives a shit. <laughs> oh my god we've already moved on this book was great it was just very goofy gi joe stuff yeah it sounds like a lot yeah, of fun idw is good at this kind of stuff of like they are of of taking a property matching its original style and doing something really fun with it yeah yeah just just like knowing the medium that you're playing in is, is and your important. audience yeah, exactly. Yeah, know your audience, yeah, like, so you no know exactly what they want. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. So, y'all ready for something completely opposite of that? Oh, man, in I've every been, possible I've been way, trying to stretch whole- out every segment up to this. <laughs> to <try laughs> to- I wrote a whole book about this, Casey. I'm fucking ready. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man. So I have Silver Coin Number Nine um, by Vita Ayala, uh, Michael Walsh, and Tony Marie Griffin with color assists. Uh, so, fun thing, the fun thing about this book that I'll get out of the way, because it's the only fun thing about this book, um, is that it takes place immediately after the last issue. Uh, we actually see yep. this guy get the coin from the homeless man that found it after um, all the br- stockbrokers were jumping out of the building. So that's interesting, that it takes place, like, days, if not maybe weeks later. Um, it's a direct handoff. Exactly. So yeah, we at least see even if it's like sometime later, we see the next step of the coin. Yeah, right? we just like, we skipped we what happened to yet. the homeless man 
uh, when he had it. Um, yeah. But it sounds like they were like cooking up some scheme, like, but he knew like he was talking about it. Yeah. I'm like, wondering oh, if there's going to be another issue that fills in that blank because that'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, I, um, this comes back to a theory we had in previous issues where I think some people are just like, their their purpose for the coin is to pass it on to someone. Yeah, like it doesn't like necessarily maybe, affect every person. The coin, the coin didn't yeah. like sink its teeth. And I will say, when when the the cop like takes it from the homeless guy, the, like he's definitely like, please don't leave me. Like it's definitely like yeah. a, you know, like he's emotionally. It, it, it was speaking to devastated. him in some way. Yeah, exactly. But who knows yeah. how? I mean, he's, he's already houseless. So like, I don't know how. You know, that's already a pretty shit situation at the time right. period. And, yeah. you know, not to mention just in general, but anyway, so let's get into this. Uh, the main character of this book is a crooked cop who we we see him at a diner talking to like his like, you know, uh, crime boss. Uh, he's just kind of like the police. Yep, the, yep. the police chief. I, that, I was going to get to that later. Yeah, it's also the police chief. Uh, but they're doing backdoor deals. Uh, you don't know it's the police chief at first because he even says like you're bringing cops into my into our business, detective. Like so you you get the impression that he's just like a crime dude. Oh, he's also got tattoos like, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. My impression was like these dudes were way too chummy to be just like why he. It was just like some open fucking diner. I I kind of like sums up with this dude more than that right from the jump. Okay, well, good for you. I didn't. At catch least it. that was my yeah, impression. I didn't catch it. So yeah, you you don't know it uh, to begin with, but it's the it's the chief of police talking to one of his detectives and Casey's just like good for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Get a you smart guy over here. <laughs> oh, look at me. Uh, <laughs> um. But yeah, they're talking about their, you know, basically the detective owes uh, his chief of police a lot of money for, um, you know, the various jobs that he needs to do. Basically, he's he's like on on the hook for a lot of money to this yeah. crime lord that is a cop. Um, so basically, you know, the, the 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 chief says, like, you know, don't I don't want your excuses, but there is one thing you could do for me. Um, that's when we see the handoff. You know, he leaves the diner and and and. Sees the uh, the the uh, houseless dude and has been basically is just like like the dude's like hey man what's up and he's just like you fuck you you fucking dopehead piece of shit like he's just like <laughs> immediately <laughs> super aggro and just like r- rifles through his pockets and takes the coin he's like oh, so this this like why are you freaking out about this thing oh it must must be worth something you know so he takes that and then immediately goes to burn down a tenement building um with residents still inside so as he's like burning the basement um like when the the fire like lights up he sees that there's like a little girl hiding in the basement so he runs after her to try to kill her because she is a witness to his uh, insurance crime and uh as he's like catching her the the fire fireman bust in and you know, he's like, "Oh no, she fell! I had to, I had to help her!" Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, now, now he's a hero cop. Uh huh. So, yep. so yeah, he's he's a hero cop. The entire the the um the news takes off with the story, and it's all it's all about him and him. Like you know, it, it, that it's also in uh, Reaper territory, and it's ex- uh extremely violent, dangerous thugs. So like. Basically, like the the news story is going on and on about like as of right now the fire is being ruled ruled as accidental, but uh, there have been uh you know many of the fires that have been happening in the Bronx have been uh there's been rumors of arson and they're they're basically 
not saying it's this gang, but they're saying it's this gang. Um, so yeah, yeah. So the the next step we see, he like he kind of hands off the money to his boss, and uh, he's like, "Oh, don't worry, you know, a few more jobs like this, and your slate's gonna be clean." You know, like, <laughs> heard that one before. Yeah, Yikes. sure, whatever. Yeah. Um, so then we get a big splash page of the coin getting hungrier and hungrier as he's lighting more fires, he's paying off the gang members, mm. uh, and uh, I'm assuming robbing a pawn shop? You see him coming out of a pawn shop, I'm assuming he robbed it. I or he's just uh, I saw, extortion. Yeah, I saw that yeah. as paying gambling debts, probably. Oh, that could be, yeah. Or, or yeah, like, uh, pr- uh, racketeering, like, protection, protect- protection money. money. Yeah, yeah, shit like that. Um, yeah, yeah, something to that effect. Uh, and and th- it's all shady. All yeah, yeah, <laughs> evil shit. Just just you know, carte blanche yeah. evil. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then it's all the while good. this is happening, we still see the little girl who is in the fire fighting for her life. She's like in the hospital and like they she's in a coma. So um, he also has some really fucked up nightmares of like yeah. sex workers melting and like the, his boss like the barbie was melting in that first fire yeah it, oh my god it's all like, tied to that oh yeah yeah um so that was really fucking cool just the way that that was portrayed yeah and it's just like uh, he's had it's like fires coming up behind him and they're like oh look you're uh so hot under the collar he's practically smoking um so that you know that that was a good way to tie that into everything and his like guilt um so he ends up like at a diner and uh you know, like someone buys him a coffee because, like, you know, it's like, oh, we got a hero cop over here. Get this man a cup of coffee. I think this might be one of the firemen. Um, but they're like, oh, didn't you hear? She woke up. Like, she's gonna be okay, and it's all thanks to you. And he's like, what now? Uh oh. What'd you say? <laughs> so then he immediately goes to visit her in the hospital. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go murder yeah. a small child for a second. I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go kill that. I'm gonna kid. go. I'm gonna go finish the job I started. Uh, so yeah, he he goes into her hospital room and um. The the uh heart monitor speeding up is a really good like indicator. Mm-hmm. Like it's like really well done because yeah. she like, she's still not talking. Uh, but like you just see like beep 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 beep. Like it's just getting like escalating because like she's fucking terrified, obviously. Um, but luckily her mom comes in right as he's like in there, and he's just like, "Oh, I'm the hero cop that saved your daughter." And she's like, "Cool, get the fuck out. I don't know who you are. Like what? Like." <laughs> And then he says Weirdo. something really fucked up. He goes, I'll I'll check in again when she gets out, since I know where you live. Yep. Yeah, uh, they're so fucking creepy. So, so sit insidious. Just just oh my god. Um yeah, yeah, so then he then he meets up with uh with the the gang, uh, the Reapers, I believe they were called, and um he's talking about oh, like, all right, we gotta get this job. Like, let's let's you know, like we're running we're running behind schedule, and they're like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? Like this we heard that this that you're the one who lit the fire at that that one like on, in our in our block and like we ha- we have an understanding dude like that's we'll work for you but you can't fuck with our shit like that's that's the whole thing yeah. that we're doing here and basically the cop is just like oh you're a goddamn criminal like you're lucky I haven't thrown you thrown you in the tombs already and he's just like I'm the criminal but you're using me for your dirty work so what the fuck are you saying to me right now um, pretty much gives him the I'm God. Like I am the one who knocks speech. Oh, one hundred percent. I also absolutely love the way that Vita did this. Specifically, the way that they write this. Um, there's clearly a lot of slurs being thrown around, 
but there is yeah. absolutely no reason to see exactly which ones. So they're just completely yeah, you're fill- blacked you're out. You're filling in the blanks. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, that's such a, you know, like, obviously those, you can't leave the slurs out because obviously they were being used by pieces of shit like this and still yeah. are being used by pieces of shit like this. But like, there's no reason to that's like trigger shit. somebody by showing it. So this is like a, just a perfect, like. I was, I was trying to figure out the words that fit in and I just realized like there's every other word not blacked out and i didn't even connect in my mm. brain that that's what that was yeah exactly because like later on they say fuck and i'm like oh yeah no and it's that yeah, they're, they're using comic swearing to do what comic swearing does but in in yeah. a racial slur context yeah and like Shit, not even, even using the click. like um like symbols like you know like the right ba- it's, just, yeah. it's just like it's someone just, took a sharpie com- and crossed it out it's redacted, exactly yeah. so like there, you can't even count the syllable the letters and see what, what <laughs> yeah, word, yeah. word it is you know it's like you don't need to know yeah. you just know this guy's a piece of shit and he's clearly using racial slurs. yeah um exactly yeah so he gives a whole i am the one who knocks speech and is just like being <laughs> a crazy violent psychopath just the whole time shit, yeah. and then in response, Frankie, the leader of the, the Reapers, gives him just like a Bible quote. And like, as like, yeah, yo, so, so sick. And he's just like, you're not God. You're not untouchable. You're just a man. And fire burns all flesh. <laughs> if you fuck around with it long enough, we're done. And it's just like, ooh, man, God damn. Awesome. Um, so yeah, the next, the next uh, panel is him doing the next job, uh, lighting a building on fire. Uh, but by himself, and in the process of doing so, the coin itself catches fire, which is the, what, the, yeah, the in coin, the dream... The coin came to collect. Yeah. In the dream he was having, like, that was like, part of the coin was catching fire. Um, so yeah, it, it came to collect, and uh, <laughs> as he's trying to escape, he finds that the door is locked, and then the like, souls of the damned come after him. He's got, like, all these, like, yeah, fiery skeletons cool. and fucking rules. And then we see the door wasn't jammed. The door was nailed shut by the Reapers, yep. uh, cleaning up their the, the the trash. You know, yeah, that dude was that dude was dying no matter what. Uh huh. Yeah, that's so badass. And uh, and then in in you know, the events that un- unfurl, especially from the little girl waking up and telling her story, uh, we see another news broadcast, and it is. Uh, new information revealed that the hero cop who rescued uh, Cherish Walker a few weeks ago uh, is in fact responsible for the fire that nearly took her life. <laughs> and then that's when we get the big reveal that uh, the boss, uh, the crime boss, is actually the, the police chief because he's on air being like, we're shocked and appalled at the Fuck the you. reason I thought I knew something was up because he made a point to keep ta- calling him detective and like that's such a cop way to address somebody, <laughs> especially a subordinate. That's fair. Yeah, that is that is a good call. That's I, like that's what I was like. The way they were talking didn't seem like normal. See, I was reading like, it as I, like uh like uh, a crime boss reminding a cop on his payroll to like what his place yeah. is. That was the way that I read it. I'm just like. Don't forget yeah. that I can blackmail you for this was the kind of the way that right. I read him calling him detective. But that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, obviously, because that's yeah, the just, bl- it's an interesting way plot. to see it. Like, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, um, it was still great. But yeah. So, yeah. so we got, we were one, one, uh, evil cop down, uh, every other one to go. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> that's, uh, also, I love how this, the, uh, the crime boss guy looks like Jim Gordon. Yeah, yes, oh yeah, 100%. This book really um, made me wish that Vita would do a crime noir book. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like, I need great. it. Yeah, that would like, be great. 
Especially one like that takes place in the Bronx in the seventies, like holy mm. shit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, the next after we see the press conference and everything, you know, it, as one down, got another one in the wings. Says uh, the <laughs> one of the like uh, cops comes in and she's like, "Hey, I uh, this is all the stuff that was like on his person. I figured you'd want to check it out first. This one might be kind of valuable." And the cops like, "Ah, that's uh." You're learning quick. That's why I keep you around. And she's like, oh, yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now he has the coin. So <laughs> yeah, must be my lucky day. Um, but yeah, so uh, that issue is fucked up and terrible. And uh, then we're followed up by um, Vita has receipts and uh, they, they have a whole. Yeah, this all happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Which like or most of it. you could have surmised. Yeah, you could have surmised that anyway. But they have like the exact like data specifically. Like between 1970 and 1980, about 40% of the Bronx was abandoned or burned. And like it was all for insurance scams because there was like white flight going on. And there was like because mm. of that, the like, uh, landlords were just like becoming slumlords and good landlords were leaving. And you know, it became more profitable to like because all the like property values were plummeting, it became more profitable to burn it down and collect the insurance. And a lot of times they would do that with people inside. Very cool. Not Sick. fucked up at all. Um, yeah, New York was not a cool place back then. I mean, you Dude, say New York, but... New York like, in the 70s, 80s was a fucking wasteland. Yeah. Like, by all accounts, it was very bad place to live. I mean, predominantly because it the population... Like this. The population of the Bronx was predominantly black and Latino. So, like, of course... They're going to be disenfranchised well, more. Than other it. systems were causing that, but yeah, like it was just like all this. It was just not a good. Yeah, yeah the police force was just. Well, this is yeah. this is. Uh, you know, here we go, guys. Um, this is how the police force treats all disenfranchised minorities in this country. But it was it was so centralized in these like tightly packed neighborhoods that were cut along lines of like color of race. So like, yeah, well, it was just so much easier purpose. to do that here than it was you know it's cut along those lines of yeah race and money for exactly. decades and decades prior and then it all came to a head yeah, it all just came crashing down in the 60s and 70s and 80s like it was just and literally all came burning down yeah literally like um but yeah i'm really glad not, that they yeah, included this this like paragraph at the end because like hey yeah is, did this comic upset you good um it should because it should uh yeah yeah so that's yeah, crazy it was super well done. Yeah, so well done. Just such a great way to like integrate like that into his like historical events that we know of already. Like I feel like there's a whole like mine of coin based things. It's like that's the reason because of for this historical event. Yeah, I, feel I like would that could I be would a, love to see Vita in particular do like a like black history or uh, Latinx history like all the stories from disenfranchised peoples that like don't get told, you know, in the way that they're like being oppressed in like really fucked up ways that kind of just go like, we know the story of the Bronx and we know the story of like certain boroughs of New York, but like, I feel like the specifics aren't that clear to people that didn't live it or have family that lived it. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. Like, we would never hear that story That's from true. our ancestors, but, like, I'm sure Vita, you know, knew somebody that lived in the Bronx, or did live in the Bronx themselves, you know? Like, it's, right. yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like, uh, yeah. I, I'm with RJ. I would love to see them do a noir crime mm. 
like but but center around like BIPOC communities, you know. I yeah. I love when writers um like you you've been following them for a while, but then they change genres, and I don't. I mean, I might have they might have written some crime stuff, but I don't. I don't remember. Not off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, I. I pretty much just know them from mostly superhero stuff. I don't really know. Um, yeah, I'd I'm sure there's I'm, a few things, but I'm sure anyway, there are. But yeah, I I just I like um, seeing people go outside their wheelhouse and change. Definitely uh, feels like a branching out at least so. since we've been aware of them. You know, like, yeah, we, yeah, because so, we've been following them with like sure. New Mutants and a couple other books that like that are fucking yeah. great. But like this, this feels like a departure since they've really blown up so um yeah i love you love to see it Fuck rules. <laughs> oh boy so i have rain number two by joe hill david m boer zoe thorogood and chris o'halloran where it is raining shards of glass mm. yep not great i yeah. i left i don't know if y'all noticed the way that i scheduled this episode i got the feel-good stuff starting out to really really <laughs> set the mood and then i just brought it the fuck down yeah there's like You're a the worst f- dj ever there's like a funnel <laughs> of, of sadness it's a funnel of sadness <laughs> just like the most hype songs and the depressing yeah yeah no i'm gonna i'm gonna brought it like, way like, down I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the madonna and the dance beats on top and then we're just gonna then we're just only going to listen to the Smiths and the Cure. Fuck you. <laughs> Go home. <laughs> At least the Cure got some hype-ass beats. I can, I can, I can be sad and dance to the Cure. <laughs> <laughs> not, any, oh. not any less good, just the mood goes way down. So. Yeah, I'm still sad, but I'm at least yeah, dancing. Yeah, that's what still. these books No, They're still phenomenal, but very sad. <laughs> so it's, it's raining nails, and... Um, <laughs> Hallelujah. So, <laughs> so our core <laughs> cast of characters is um, a, a a young girl who just lost her 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 like first love to this needle storm, and a little boy who can't go out in the sun, who's like allergic to the sun that they call little Dracula, and then this <laughs> other this other lady. So they're just like his mom. What's that? Yeah, it's his mom. It's the kid's, oh, the mom. kid's mom, of course. Yeah. Some other lady. <laughs> That's how I refer right. to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so they're kind of trying to figure out a plan. Well, first of all, they're trying to pull all of the needles out of Yolanda, who's um, our main character, Honeysuckle's um, uh, now deceased girlfriend. And it's just fucked up. Like pulling thousands of needles out of somebody. Also, yeah, like she like, stopped she counting at like eight hundred or something. Or 8, also, 000. she won't leave. She won't leave her body and like wrapped her in one of her favorite blankets and like just just doesn't leave from her spot like next to her. It was like, oh man, brutal. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So they they have waffles while they try to figure out what the next step is, and I don't know what it is, but every now and again, a, a scene in the comic book, the food kind of steals the show. Like each dude, her just. I think maybe you should stop reading comics hungry. No, no, it's just like each character has like a different weird way of eating the waffle. Like little Dracula has like a fork stabbed into one end of it, and a knife stabbed into the other. Like it's funny. It's it's just I don't know. I thought it was a fun. 
Yeah, the artist definitely had some fun with trawling them eating well, breakfast. Yeah, there's definitely the, the, the like honeysuckle is like talking to the mom and then at one point just like stabs the waffle and then just like picks it up off the plate for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just like it's, it's just like they're so like distraught. they're like overdone toaster waffles. So it's just like Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's funny. I thought it was a I thought it was a funny little thing to add into <laughs> a scene that's not at all funny. It really like humanizes it humanizes it in such a way that like kids are still going to be kids. You still have to eat, yeah. you know, like it's yeah. It, it, yeah. It's a good She's just so, so distraught about everything. Yeah. So they're talking about what what is the glass rain and like the the news is saying it's 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 some sort of like volcanic eruption that that got picked up by a lightning storm. That turned all of the soot from the volcanic eruption into just shards of glass. Uh, and that, that's their—that's like scientists' best guess at this point. But right, and like, there's a giant yeah. cloud that's moving east across the United States, and it's like, wait, yeah. where's it going to start raining glass again? And then some people are saying it's a terrorist attack. Some people are saying it's not moving on; it's actually spreading. So there's all kinds of yeah. different theories, all kinds of different information going on. All the while, Honeysuckle's trying to contact Yolanda's father to let him know that Yolanda and her mother were killed in the storm and just can't get to his phone. So she's like, he, we're he's just- in Denver, so they don't really even know how far it's like the affected radius is, you know? Right. So she's like, I guess I'm walking to Denver, which is, what did they say? Something like 30 miles? Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, not terrible, but that's a. F- a week it's not yeah it's not terrible until um it rains again right and that feels yeah. like it would be fair inevitable point. fair point and then you know lo and yeah. behold it is so. so before she goes little dracula tries to give her uh an umbrella and she's like uh adorable. no you keep the umbrella because a it's fucking raining nails and b you're allergic to the sun you need an umbrella she, uh, like she definitely says it in a way to not tell the kid that he's an idiot Right. Yeah, yeah. It was very nice. Yeah, it was a, a nice gesture. And then, like, she even says, like, she's like, looking at that was the only time I almost changed my mind about leaving. The sight of his skinny arm offering me an umbrella that wasn't going to do a lick of good. It's just like, right. but, yeah, the futi- the futility of this whole situation is just really hitting home. But also, as we find out later, maybe the umbrella works. We don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll Who get the to hell that. knows? So on her, on her way out, she runs into this like weird religious cult in the neighborhood that are claiming that they predicted that this whole thing was going to happen. They also were out in it, right, and didn't get hit by it. Some some other one no other people uh, that were near oh, part they, of it they did so die. This is like mind. yeah because they're they just part of the, the same cult. So this is other yeah. members yeah, okay. of the same cult. Yeah. So she's just like, hey guys, why don't you fuck off? And then you know continues <laughs> yeah. walking. It's just and yeah, fuck all the way off. And just this journey of seeing just these absolute horrors just laying around because it just rained yeah. needles for and it was only like four minutes, and it just caused absolute complete chaos. Well, think like about every single person. Every single person who was outside is dead. So, like, uh, mm-hmm. one of them is like the uh, helicopter, like driver, like pilot, like oh, just God. being impaled by yeah. a tree. Like, pilots, yeah, yeah. He's like, some like yeah. Up. the worst place to fall, and just like an old yeah. couple Dude, on a bench, just oh. fucking covered in nails. Probably just w- probably waiting for the bus, just like fucking brutal. And then, yeah. then we see the bus, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, then we see. So there's this guy yeah. trying to get his kitten out from under a bus. <laughs> I don't know Poor why guy. this is somehow sad. And she's like, I guess I'll help this guy get his cat. And then there's this moment where she thinks, what if there is no cat and this guy's just trying to like rape and murder me? Yeah, that the the alarm in her brain goes off like, oh, what if I'm fucked right. now? And then, lo and behold, <laughs> there is a cat, but it's like a weird hairless cat. And it's like... <laughs> it's Don't you discriminate against hairless cats. They are, they are beautiful angel babies. But she's like trying it's to help this cat. cat. This she's point. trying to get under the bus. And all of a sudden you hear like, like in the back, I was like, holy shit, it's gonna fucking rain again. Yeah. Called it. So she jumps inside the bus and waits it out until, like, okay, it's like, great, now there's more fucking needles on the ground. And they're bigger needles this time. Yeah. Like, she can't, yeah. she can't, like, step on them with her boots anymore. She has to, like, shuffle her feet. Like, wild. And then she gets hit in the head with something, and it's these fucking dickheads from the religious cult. It's the stupid yeah, hubcap the that they wear around their necks. Yeah. Like, they're yeah, fucking flavor-flavor hubcap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, like, I guess off to kidnap her or whatever, and this dude who was looking for his cat shows up and just beats the shit out of these guys. But she also gets a couple punches in when she just grabs a couple of the needles and, like, claws this dude's face off. Fucking Wolverine This book is claws. fucking violent, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, the book about the rain, the, the needle no. rain? But it's like it's like detailed and violent because like this dude holds this guy down and just grabs his nose and breaks it. Like, I will will say that her walking the the needles aren't as much of a problem for like people going outside than I thought it was going to be. Like, like people have sturdy shoes. I guess I don't know. Like I I figured. Well, she does. Yeah, like work boots. Yeah, well, she's got they 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 talk about her boots, but. In my mind, I guess they're glass, so they just break off of shoe contacts. A lot of them probably break, but like, yeah. I mean, you're not going out in flip flops for sure. Yeah. Like, you right. gotta have you gotta have some sure. sturdy soles. You gotta, but like, you gotta get have some shit kickers. Right. Yeah. If the if the needles were like metal, then they'd have a problem. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, they'd have a much bigger problem for sure. Um. Yeah. I also I love that like the whole conversation that she had with the cult previously was like. Hey, I'm just going to Denver. Fuck off. Um, and then their immediate reaction from nothing whatsoever is that she's going to go tell the FBI that, like, <laughs> they like, predicted the it. It's just like, what the fuck? What logical leap? And I mean, I guess they're, like, supposed to be Heaven's Gate people, so they're, like, paranoid and shit, but also, like, the fuck, man? Like, Everything's not off. about you, dick. Like, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was Typical already going to Denver. Cult. Yeah, seriously. Yep. So uh, she pairs. They're they're trying to kidnap her to save her because she's a heathen, which is equally scary. Right. Which is, God knows what they'll do to her there. So she kind of pairs off with this other dude who turns out to be like an MMA fighter. So it's like, cool. Which is great. What a. This will work out. Yeah, this will this will work. I could use one of <laughs> look those. At the, look at this old man Logan scenario we've got ourselves. Yeah. I kind of like. I kind of. He was just like, yeah, well, my cat's dead, so I'll help you go to Denver. It's like, oh, poor guy. Yeah. It's like all I had left was my cat. I wonder yeah, if that's relatable. like the the book telling us we can trust him because he because he, he has a cat his, felt for his cat's death. Well, that and we got had empathy the moment of and um like the trap that she thought she might be in and it wasn't like yeah. I think we're 
Yeah. I think we're building that we can trust him. And yeah. he had, you know, you're in an Because ap- he didn't have to come back and help. Yeah, you're in an apocalypse. Like, he could have just walked away and been yeah. like, that seems like yeah. a you problem, you know? So, like, yeah. yeah but, uh, yeah, I think you're I right. Guess I guess we'll this see. going to be like. <laughs> yeah. So I hope we can trust So him. the last page is them walking off, and then we see in the background little Dracula with his umbrella. Turns out he's just been following along this whole time. Uh, yeah, because his mom told him the rain is spreading, and he thinks that she needs so the umbrella, which is adorable. The question is, but also, goddamn, was it. it was the second rain that happened? Like, how far did she walk? And was he caught in the second rain? And maybe the umbrella does actually well, work. She's she walked from like the <laughs> suburbs to like downtown Boulder. Yeah. So I I think she walked pretty far. I also think he heard thunder and hauled ass. I mean, um, maybe. that's my that's my theory. I'm um, putting my money maybe, on yeah. magical umbrella. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> fair. I like it. Th- I like there's it. a there's a focus on a religious cult. We don't know what the fuck happened. My money's on magic umbrella. <laughs> I, I I had sure. two thoughts immediately <laughs> after reading this last page. It was like, oh no, L- little Dracula should have stayed home. Little Dracula is now in danger. <laughs> but now I get more little Dracula in this story. I love yeah. this kid. <laughs> But I swear to God, if anything happens to him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Classic. The, I, my heartstrings are already tugged. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a few of those books this week um, like that. It's and like, it's, if someone ha- something happens to this character, I'm going to murder everyone. I will, I will murder everyone. Joe Hill first. Um, no, yeah, I think it's... Uh, <laughs> Nothing we say on this podcast is an admission of guilt. <laughs> For making me, him for solely for making you feel things. <laughs> yeah, d- don't make me feel my feelings. That's how dare you. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I uh, don't make me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's fucking fucking great. Uh, yeah, love it. Shouts. So shout some stuff out. Yeah, I had a couple things we could do. I know Primordial ended this week. Oh, man. Good Lord. Yep. But I'm tired of crying all the time. <laughs> we're going to go in the opposite direction. Um, we're going to go Nightwing 89 Ooh. by Tom Taylor, Bruto Redondo, Adriana Lucas. Uh, we get a fucking Dick Grayson, John Kent team up, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, because why the fuck not? Well, part of it is that like they'd set it up originally where like, Superman before he left for Warworld was like, "Hey Dick, you're a great influence. Can you make sure to yeah. make sure that like John's okay? I don't want him doing this alone." And then like the robot comes to talk to him and he's like, "Oh fuck, I was supposed to check on John. Oh god." <laughs> Barbara's like, "I think you've been had <laughs> yeah. a lot going on. It's you've okay." Been, yeah, yeah, I know you're busy. Also, but John's yeah, a Superman. Just... He'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, he's just a sad boy Superman. Superman right? doesn't take him some emotions. He's... <laughs> yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> he's in a fortress of solitude of emotion <laughs> but he can't die and that's the important part yeah i do i like this issue we get the team up obviously we get some stuff um figuring out like there's some stuff that you know dick's trying to invest in some stuff and elevate voices to in his campaign to to make a real difference and in that same investigation we see lex luther's trying to fuck with it so nightwing and john team up because i think one of the people that dick wants to invest in ends up being john's uh boyfriend i believe i can't remember his like alter ego um but so that's how we kind of get tied together but there's also some backstory with uh clark and and bruce kind of having like these two old dads talking about how to be a father and it was kind of a it was kind of a cool moment yeah 
Uh, so it was a great character to talk about, like, uh, all this stuff and just, like, how to be a father. And, just, like, again, like what you're saying, like, it's also it's pretty funny in. to think of Dick Grayson as, like, an uncle to John. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind exactly. of like an uncle. It's weird. Uncle Dick. <laughs> yeah. And we get kind of like, we kind of get like them and Barbara just hang. I like how they're just hanging out. He's in his Batman PJ bottoms and he- she's got a Teen Titans Go shirt. <laughs> and then, yeah, like the fucking Superman robots. Like, uh, hey guys, it's like, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> the fuck are you doing yeah, cause, here? Because Babs is like, um, Dick, there's a robot petting our dog. <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? I like how he throws, he throws the fucking baton at him and he's like, Mr. Grayson, you drop this fast in my direction. <laughs> Thought that shit was what a fucking, wholesome was robot. Yeah, I also yeah, so he's like he's like yeah. aren't aren't you uh, um uh, Superman's robot? And he's like, well, our our working relationship is a little bit healthier. I work with yeah. Superman. <laughs> yeah. Not, yeah, it's great. Not his property. <laughs> yeah, this again. This book continues to be just full on delightful. So good. Um, it's it's so great, and yeah, it's cool kind of seeing a team up with these. You know, the next generation of these characters teaming up to to go fight fucking Lex Luthor. Because, of course. <laughs> um, it's cool because it's like... No, uh, yeah. The, it's great. Maybe one of the most well-time-tested legacy characters of all time with, like, one of right. the newest. Yeah. It's awesome. There's also... Yeah, it's, a, it's a great way to tell those same stories with two completely different characters. Yeah. And it's um, the same tone because it's Tom Taylor writing both of right. them, so he kind of has a control over, like, this crossover feels very natural because the mm. vibe of both books is very similar. Yeah, uh, I, I just really love the levity of Nightwing that he's bringing. Like, absolutely. It's a great counter to what's been going on in Batman for so long. Um, it just This feels like so much brighter and fun and optimistic. Minus the... the- villain stealing people's hearts it's fun yeah <laughs> no but like but even still even through that like there's a there's this general sense of hope even with the literal villain I mean, stealing that, hearts that's how all superhero books should be <laughs> right yeah i yeah i don't i think I, I agree with that i think but like batman's always been so like everything is terrible <laughs> <laughs> like for so long and we're just and living like in everything so, is terrible so sometimes you need a yeah a it's like, this is fresh it's bright it's colorful it's happy like uh, just like having a scene with that robot be goofy when barbara and and bite wing it's fucking great <laughs> it's just a great little thing to have like it just it's it's a it goes yeah it's just great, it's great. i'm a big fan all um, right Chugging well, along on shout outs. Um, I've got What's the Furthest Place from Here, number four, by Matthew Rosenberg and Tyler Boss. Book is um, crazy. We get, a, we get yeah, yeah. It, it is fucking crazy. And I think we get some hints at some answers in this one. Um, so it's, it's really cool. They, they go to a carnival, which is kind of like the like sacred ground meeting place for all of the different little communities. Uh, like all the different houses. Which somehow they didn't know about. Yeah, and they didn't. Yeah, they were never invited there. So it's, it's like, kind of it like feels... Pleasure Island in Pinocchio. It's got that same kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like a haunted, fucked up carnival. Like these kids you know, are going to turn into doggies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something fucked up's going to happen here for sure. Um, I still don't know what's and, going uh, on with this really whack ass world. Yeah. Well, that's so. So Proofrock finds like he's looking for Sid. Well, he's looking just in general, but he he sees like a um, uh, what's it called? A, a haunted 
the funhouse funhouse um and yeah. yeah and it's like the the voiceover in the funhouse is like do you know how the world ended everything your family told you is wrong it's more like, like a not so um, fun out no. yeah right but it's like <laughs> so so then it goes through all the the theories because i don't even think these kids really know so it's like you've heard mm, there was a war between yeah. all nations and every grown-up fought to the death you were told that our planet was harvested by strange visitors from another world, which was Sean's theory, that it's an all-big alien experiment. Um, or perhaps you heard when children reached the age of 18, mutations and diseases ravaged their bodies, most died quick, agonizing deaths. They were the lucky ones. Or maybe you uh, believe the old gods returned to walk among us one final time to take those worthy and destroy the non-believers. Um, and then, like, the whole joke about all of it is just like, what really destroyed the world was and it's like a funhouse mirror thing. And it turns like, out good, it's man. Good one. I really like <laughs> yeah, putting yeah. The, like, man. the speculation about the book into the book as a meta joke. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. And I, I think the answer is probably a, a combination of all three, if I had mm. to guess. Yeah, something's fucking with, like, this is some fucked up, like... Tr- Experiment. They're gonna zoom out, and it's just like the dome from Truman Show, and it's just it's, all it's some fucking inside. Logan's Run shit going <laughs> yeah. on here. It's like yeah, every, it's, it's the most popular TV show on the fucking planet, but they have no fucking clue what's my, going on. Well, there's, there's, there's a lot of child torture. I don't know if 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 like regular people are watching it. I think aliens might be watching hey man, it. You know, I could see that. Could be some fucked up future. Or there, there's some gambling world out there that's been. That, there's like a bunch yeah. of people oh, just throwing money around. Oh, the gambling world for X-Men? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Game world. But yeah. <laughs> Game, yeah, there's some, there's some fucked up. Like, there's definitely someone controlling this. That's my thing. And my it's fa- the strangers my- somehow, but yeah, who knows what they are. Yeah, we don't know what they are. Yeah. My favorite panel of this issue is in the carnival. There's a kissing booth with a sign that says something yeah. is kissing the children. I fucking hate it. I love it. I hate it. I yeah. hate it so much. <laughs> I am, one, I am unhappy about that. Pa- I mean, I get that everyone in the world are children, but like, just the f- <laughs> it's a good reference and a terrible phrasing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's so funny because they're walking past the one guy just goes, um, okay. <laughs> Weird flex, but okay. Yeah, I think I think they're all going to turn into donkeys at this <laughs> carnival yeah place. and we see like alabama made some kind of deal with the other houses because they were all about to get fucked up so yeah yeah and i think it's especially and i think there's something going on i think there's a lot of stuff maybe being told because they're in a ride that's escape planet earth yeah exactly yeah i think i feel like there's, there's something i think there's going some on alien here. shit for sure and then yeah what else we'll see but yeah like it's it's a it's a good yeah. hint at some answers without actually being answers so yeah, I'm still. I still have no fucking clue. And it's still really <laughs> fun along the way. I'm still. I'm invested in these Absolutely. characters, regardless of what's going on. You know, like I completely agree. Yeah. Yep. All right, that is me. My shout out. Going back to lighthearted superheroes. Um, <laughs> I have Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, was it 89? Yeah, 89, Amazing Spider-Man yeah. 89 by Patrick Gleason. Mark Bagley and Brian Valenza. Um, we get the kind of the the first real Spider-Man is back moment. Um, and Queen Goblin, who was is now like the big bad of the Beyond arc, um, was captured last issue, and that didn't that lasted a, like a whole issue. She just breaks out again, 
and re goblins <laughs> up and um not to be confused with the goblin queen. No, that that's an X-Men character. Yes. They can't copyright themselves. I like how we have Queen Goblin and Goblin Queen. I, I wonder if they like wrote that and then they're like, shit, wait. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's go back. Um so we get a great moment of Black Cat like trying to uh uh, you know, because Peter's in the hospital, so she's like, "I'm, you know, I'm just gonna go fight Queen Goblin." And so she takes um Peter's web shooters and she webs him to his bed so he can't help, and then goes out and leaves. Well, he's like, "If you can get out yeah. of this, you can come help. But if not, you have to stay here." <laughs> um, and then we find out that Queen Goblin can, uh, she's like fighting Black Cat and makes her re like, uh view all of her trauma and anxiety in like a like a flashback sequence like a like a it's gotta be because it's the therapist that they turn yeah into yeah Goblin, it's right? like a it's horrifying tie, vulcan yeah. mind meld um yeah and so that fucks black cat up um <laughs> but then we get peter uh who managed to break out of the webbing and suit up and the it's a great moment where Mary Jane is uh, like, wow, you, you actually, you know, you got here, so uh, we decided to, you know, you deserve the suit. So they, ha- they had the suit ready for him, which is pretty awesome. And uh, we yeah. get the, the best riff on the, uh, the Hulk, I'm always angry line from the Avengers movie ever, which is... Uh, it's like saving me is one thing, but are you sure you're ready for her? It's like that's my secret cat. I'm never ready. And I was like, that is <laughs> that is a mood. That is great. That's just oh, how my life philosophy. Uh, <laughs> we also get a, a like a uh, end credits thing where uh, we find out how he broke out, and it was because Janine is uh, cut him out and. Uh, so they're setting her up for something because she was, uh, she like left, um, before Beyond could get her and, uh, Ben had slipped her the, the secrets of the company. So she knows all about how evil Beyond really is. And, um, I, I'm, she ain't, she ain't happy about it. They're really setting up the, the end game for the, for this arc, which is exciting. Yeah. It's, it's been really good so far, so. And I just, I just had the realization that like all the villains in all the stories we talked about today are cops, climate change, and corporations. Well, it do yeah, be doing that. A, we have a. It do be. <laughs> it do be does. It <laughs> do be doesn't it? Don't think it'd be like that, but it do. But it do. That's right. That's fucking right. <laughs> we have a theme. Ten, uh, we tend to I have think comics have a theme. I think that's the the cultural zeitgeist. Well, right now, that's but happening. we also we gr- we gravitate. Yeah, to those you stories. know, we like those ones. <laughs> yeah, really, really dragging Cobra through the dirt. Fucking, fucking <laughs> awful Cobra. Yeah, what did they ever do? Come on, <laughs> they've only ever just unsuccessfully taken over the world. <laughs> I'm gonna call that a corporation too, okay? <laughs> I mean, they are—they are fascists. Yeah, <laughs> they're just—they're Am- just Amazon with a bad business model. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, y'all want to do the top story? Top story. Yeah. Oh, Bruce. Yep. 
Learning how to be a Batman. Yep, running away from Alfred to run to Paris to learn how to be a cat burglar. He's got a type, man. He like, sure does. Getting his getting uh, his Kerry Grant on trying to seduce Grace Kelly from to catch his in, to catch a <laughs> yeah. thief. He's got a type. Uh, people uh, th- thieves and people that beat his ass. Oh yeah, that seems to be his. Type. I mean, same. <laughs> Obviously, because yeah. uh, I feel like uh, all of his love interests at some point have beaten the shit. I out mean of him. that. <laughs> yeah, that's relatable. Just say it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's fair. RJ's with me. Um, yeah, so so he, ra- yeah. he he ran away from uh, from. Alfred didn't tell him where he was going, and is just kind of like aimlessly trying to figure out. He's like. It's not like the best people in the world at all the things have like a Google listing. They're just all, yeah, they're just not. They don't have a website. Hey, learn how to be a because all the people normal. that say they're the best at the thing are not. Obviously, they're fucking grifters. So yeah. he's just kind of like listless and just I, kind of like stalking the streets of Paris, trying to figure out what to do next. I had this I mean, he, funny thought yeah. that was like the the same mentality of someone who thinks that there's like one of the best of something in the world is the same mentality that leads you to dress up in a batman suit i mean yeah. that is fair yes <laughs> i am the one person that can stop crime yeah. and it's just like that's it's a pretty complex problem that requires <laughs> complex solutions but i don't know uh but i, I appreciate the uh the, the gusto you, yep. you got heart kid <laughs> But yeah, no, so uh, so he's just like stalking the rooftops of Paris at night, and then like he sees a cat burglar happen, <laughs> like just sees proto Catwoman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> what, what do they call her? She has a name. Um, the Gray Shadow. shadow. The Gray Shadow. Um, so yeah, so he like jumps into the place where she's like robbing, and he's like, "Stop right there! I'm gonna arrest you!" And she's like. In a terrible French accent. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's speaking French, but terribly in a, in a bad accent. She's yeah, just like, like she's immediately like, "Oh, you're you're adorable." Yeah, aren't you just the fucking? <laughs> it's like her yeah, I like to think in French he was like, "You're beneath arrest." She's like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> it is funny because she uh, she has a line. It's like uh, catching thieves or whatever, and it's like bolded. So I was like, I wasn't sure. I made the reference earlier, but I was like, is she supposed to be like kind of like if if Grace Kelly was the cat burglar in To Catch a Thief? Because like they're both <laughs> yeah, extremely so. pretty <laughs> and blonde. <laughs> I mean, yes, <laughs> that's definitely the vibe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she she gets away and she does the classic Bruce where she he she like jumps out the window and is just fucking gone. He's like, how did she do that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, yeah, this is where she's starting to learn it. Yeah, exactly. Or he's starting to learn yeah, it. Yeah, so, so yeah. So we see the beginnings of that stuff. But then he's, he's like, at the cafe the next morning. Um, and she just, like, walks up on him. It's like, what's up, cute American boy? And then she's like, oh, your accent's better. Oh, my God. Did you stay up all night practicing your accent because I made fun of you? You were the fucking no. cutest. <laughs> yeah, it's a st- I, I, dude. Their vibe is so good yeah. from the jump. She's just like, you are so cute. I love you. I'm gonna take you home. I'm gonna put, and put you, you in my pocket. Yeah, I'm gonna put you in a little like doggy purse. Like I'm gonna carry you around like yeah. a, like a chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, this is not a w- this is not how people treat Bruce Wayne or Batman no, ever. No, and no, it's no. Just it's really incredible. nice to see Bruce just completely off guard in every way that you can yeah. be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so, uh, you know, she's just kind of like, hey, uh, you know, there's not like you can, you can be 
Like you can't really learn how to do this on your own. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I like you, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you out. And he's like, she's like, oh, are you, are you about to pull out your phone to record me? That's funny. And she like already she, has it. She already stole. Yeah, I like this lady a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's great. And then she's like, yeah, give me a call after. Or I'll, I'll give you a call after all. I do have your number. <laughs> like, god damn. She's I would like- love to like flash forward to present day Bruce and like someone's trying to be like cute with him like this and he's like look there's only one person on this earth who's allowed to talk to me like this <laughs> <laughs> two of you include selena <laughs> yeah uh but yeah so she yeah that's probably where that started like, oh yeah this yeah this is can't, this can't... is a core memory this is where he gets it <laughs> yeah, yeah this is an awakening yeah, absolutely yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's like, like you're you're fascinating, beautiful man with a fire that could heat a city. I, I want you to learn how to stop me, uh, and I'll gladly show you. And mm. so he's just like, yeah, that's yeah, that's flirting. If I've ever oh heard it. my god. Um, <laughs> and we'll, there's also a B plot, but we'll get to that later. Um, so well, kind of. This is where it kind of almost starts. This is kind of where it ties in a little bit. Okay. Well, yeah. The B plot is that there is a serial killer um, in in Paris, and on the case is Ducard, who we know as Bruce's mentor, uh, like the greatest detective in the world, who mentored Bruce on how to be a detective. Not yet, though. Obviously, yeah. I'm assuming that's where this is going. Um, and yeah, they they yeah, called him to be a in to help. Killer that's like, huh? Killing all but one person in the family and then taking trophies off of yeah he's he's killing everyone except for like the youngest child usually usually one of the, the children kid, and usually yeah. the youngest um mm-hmm. so yeah so pretty fucked up um yeah and taking mementos from the dead um yeah but yeah they cuts back to their their training session and uh yeah so it's we get like a good she training montage like, it's great yeah training wheels are off let's fucking do this <laughs> <laughs> jump off a building let's go. Um, yeah, so, catch me. Yeah, they yeah. they race to like a, the top of a skyscraper, and then and then we get the montage of like safe cracking with your eyes closed and like yep. repelling off of buildings and going through dipping beneath lasers. Do, you know, like yeah, doing gotta, Catherine Zeta Jones. Gotta learn how to go through lasers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're just they're they're cliche training. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, cliche montage. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so then uh, I I do love the next clip. The next like cut to is uh, he's like, hey, I uh, I made you dinner, but uh, don't be mean because I've never had to cook for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of something. It would be funny if one of the training scenes was like them on a giant cash register or like it's like some of these like weird Joker plots of like the giant <laughs> things. Oh, yeah. Listen, so you I, never know when it, someone's going to put you through a giant slot machine. So I know. We're going to go just, through it's that. It's just him today. rolling out a, a 50-foot penny, just like rolling it down <laughs> the like, street. Listen, you have it easy in France, uh, cat burgling all these people. You should see the weird shit that's in Gotham, okay? <laughs> Dude, build a whole house that looks like himself that has booby traps and alligators and shit yeah. inside. Which leads me to believe, did he steal all that weird shit in the Batcave just for practice? Ooh, that's a good point. Giant Penny, the two anyway, sorry, I derailed that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then, uh, you know, she's like, He's like, hey, I'd really, really like to learn how to use those knives. And she's like, uh-uh, bitch. We learned on the job today. And uh, so, yeah, that, that night they go to, like, rob a real house. And Bruce yeah. fucks it all up. He just fucks everything up. Uh, 
And like while they're breaking into the safe, the cops show up and they're both kind of like, how the fuck did that happen? I thought we did all the things. She's like, I don't know, but let's get the fuck out of here. And then uh, <laughs> Bruce grabs like the, the loot because he managed to open the safe and grabs it and then, uh, yeah. you know, gets uh, stopped by the police and they fucking shoot him. Um, which is impressive because like, do French cops usually have guns or is this like some kind of like SWAT team French style? I don't know. I don't know if enough about. You know, um, I think they do have guns, but again, I just don't think they're as um, liberal with the use of ah, them. That is such a nice way of saying was, they don't kill the Because he the is people. a cop and he shoots him in the leg, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he can't run away. Mm-hmm. So like, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's, that is fair. That can't hole. argue there. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, he he manages to get away, even though he's got a bullet in the leg. And uh, yeah, because she rescues yeah. him, basically. Yeah. So so the gray shadow just like digs the bullet out of his leg. And she's kind of like, can you just drink the cognac, you pussy? Like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, why? It, cut, it cuts to them back at like their little hideout. And they're just both in their underwear. She didn't need to be in her underwear. Yeah, like, that's, why is she in her underwear? <laughs> why isn't yeah, she? didn't want to get blood on cat. all of her nice clothes. Also that. Yeah, yeah that suit probably isn't super That was just a gift just for us, okay? <laughs> <laughs> she just yeah. did it to make things a little bit easier for him. <laughs> exactly. Just to make it a little bit sexier, you know? <laughs> But yeah, like, she, he refuses to drink, and she's like, I think you can make an exception tonight, but, like, whatever, tough guy. Um, and... What, what, oh, yeah, this- they get the out they basically are talking about he's talking about like he stole it and he was like even though I knew it was wrong all I could think about was completing the mission even like even though I didn't want it so like he's get like that yeah he's got the drive Finish and the passion no and what like mentality. needs yeah. to figure out where to point that because like he has it yeah, for whatever exactly. he's doing and it can be used for evil for sure yeah the whole time right. in this this book the, the narration to himself has kind of been like okay I promised my parents to 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 catch criminals um but like i have to become a criminal in order to to catch them so like where is my line because like what yeah. the fuck am i good at like where what at what point does it become not worth it anymore to just even be a criminal for like a single day you know like so that's yeah. interesting I, I, like yeah the, the dichotomy of that um but yeah she's she's basically just like yeah you uh, you have the drive and the passion that could open up worlds and the heart that will guide the way through it. And then he just like goes for it and gives her a kiss. And she's like, oh, honey, you're way too young for me. <laughs> I love that she's like this fucking snack and just totally <laughs> just laying it on with him. He's like, nah, you young, dumb piece of shit. Like, no, nah, man. Yeah, sorry. she even says I'm to herself, like, if only I could steal years. <laughs> yeah. 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 They both just need to cool off for a minute here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah like you said, yeah, no reason to, to be in a long, cold shower. <laughs> um, but yeah, as she's getting dressed, uh, a, like an unseen hand comes and like snatches her and like covers her mouth. And while that's happening, Bruce is like going through the loot that they stole and finds what appears to be box of fucking teeth. So unless, the, so yeah. either two things happened here: they robbed the fucking tooth fairy. Or they found the serial killer on accident. Those are the yeah, only options. They definitely options. robbed the serial yeah. killer. I think there's part of Bruce <laughs> in this moment that goes, oh, thank God, it's full of teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like we went out of our yeah. way to steal this, but this is potentially evidence for us to find something, and I'm off the yeah, hook. Yeah, no, I'm not a criminal. 
Only time anyone's ever been glad <laughs> to find one. a box of teeth by accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. Right. I'm not a criminal. Oh, I'm God. accidentally oh, the teeth. best detective. <laughs> I, yeah. I failed upwards into catching a serial killer. Oh, um, Jesus Christ. Classic. <laughs> yep. Classic rich white guy. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, As so he's opening the box, he's um, like, I really hope it's full of teeth. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God. Oh. Finally. I say that every time I open a box, and finally, finally this time it's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then we see that uh, the person that, that snatched up the gray shadow is Ducard. Um, yep. So that's interesting. I My theory Crossover. here is that the cop... Yeah, well, that, but also I think the cops weren't there for them. I think the cops were like on the trail of the serial killer because Ducard was on the case. And then... They saw two people leaving the crime scene and were like, oh, fuck, does the serial killer have an accomplice or what's going on there? And then went after them. That's that's my idea of what's happening in the next issue. Mm. So, yeah, so we got ourselves a good old fashioned kidnapping on our hands now. <laughs> and also, like, you know, it's, it's all leading kidnapping. to it's all leading to how Bruce becomes the best detective. So, yeah. you know, it's all the all the puzzle pieces yeah. of, of who Bruce is coming into place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. One tooth at a time. Yeah. <laughs> One tooth at a time. You would think yeah, he would let yeah, her get dressed. Like, he just let her get dressed. Can you just not be a creep about it, dude? Can you just... Just one blue ball at a time. <laughs> But yeah, no, it's it's a it's a it's a fucking cool book, and you know we've seen like the Batman Begins thing a billion times, and this one takes a lot of other factors into account. Like you know he's not just Batman immediately. <laughs> like we always yeah, see the Batman in between. Yeah, we always see Bruce being confident, or at the, at the very least like adept at something, and he's just kind of like I don't know where the fuck I am, <laughs> you know. Like, well, we always see like the uh, like, like we see the Rachel Ghoul stuff. We don't see the detective stuff the, and then all the other skills that kind of go along we always just see like oh right he trained with the league of assassins and we just kind of fill in the blanks from there yeah we assume he did a lot of other things to get to that point so, yeah, yeah exactly this book has been making me think and a, a lot of the bat the newer bat books have been making me think of what's the definitive batman backstory because mm. there's so many now uh, I think I think it's an amalgamation of all of them, and I think that's what cool that's what's cool about Batman to me is that you can kind of choose your own adventure in that yeah. way. You know, you can kind of like yeah. take the pieces of the ones that you like the most and kind of g run with that. I I like the idea. They're all effectively the same. They're the same. In, in, they they're hit just, all the same kind beats. Of built on each yeah. other. Yeah, and like yeah. it also in a really cool way. It's um. It's like the opposite of gatekeeping, right? Like yeah. if you know, like <laughs> if if everyone was like, okay, oh, you don't know Batman unless you've read X, Y, and Z, it's like, well, yeah, I've read uh, you know, D E F, you know, like right. I got I got and all this over here. Asking like, someone, all right, what's the definitive Batman origin story is like asking someone what's your favorite song? Like, you're going to get a different answer out of every right. single person you ask that question. You're going to get a yeah. different answer out of me, depending on the, the day. Like, exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, so uh, it's it's a cool way to do it, because, like, it's not a... St it, I, I think we've seen the pearls fall enough times. <laughs> right, But, right. like, 
it's a story that can be explored in different ways and different like avenues, which I think is interesting. Yeah. And yeah. There's just been whole time periods that haven't really been touched and that this book is touching. That. And it's all the details. Like, like we know all the major yeah. key issues, right? But there's so many yeah. little nooks and crannies of Bruce's backstory that you can dip into and you can tell those stories in any kind of point in time. There's just so many different ways to tell this story. It's so fun. Yeah. That it continues to, you can still make it fresh and it's still good and it's, yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah it's great. And the fact that it's written by Zadarsky, it does not hurt. No, certainly <laughs> the not. The dude can yeah, write yeah, a never, fucking book. Never hurts. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that's last week's comics, everybody. We did it. Yeah. Yay. We did it. What, what's going on this week? Uh, saga. Yeah, Saga. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. It's already back again? That was quick. <laughs> and Spider-Man. Uh, Dark Ages, number five, comes out. Action Comics. Cool. Department, of yeah. Department of Truth, mm. Human Target. Oh, wow. Te- Holy ten shit. That's going to be too DC big of a Vampire. week. Let's take a week off, you guys. <laughs> yeah, this is a crazy uh, week. Robin, Black Widow, House of Slaughter. Oh, is it because it's February it's and it's the last week and everyone's trying to squeeze stuff in? I think so. Ooh, Deadly Class? A new uh, a new Ghost Rider? There is a new Ghost Rider number one. Uh, I feel like there's a couple like Marvel number Percy? ones this week. Um, um, Silk? Yes. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Uh, mm. I'm trying to think what else we got here. Hmm. There's a new graphic oh. novel from Jeff Lemire and Jock called Snow Angels. Oh, mm-hmm. is that that's the... Cool. No, nah, it's a Comixology yeah. original that's in print. Yeah. Now it's the best way to read Comicsology is in print. <laughs> right. Definitely not through yeah. Comicsology. Man, I made it through a whole episode <laughs> without touching on that story. The less said about that, the better. F in the chat. That's a oh good. Oh my god. That's a good story. I, I was reading that when it was coming out. It's great. Um, there's also a new image book called Step by Bloody Step that looks fucking oh, awesome. Oh, that. There's a lot it's, of hype in the book, right? It's the it's the Coda team, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah. That should be cool. All right. Well, yeah, it looks like there's a bunch of shit. Turn this off and head on down to your local comic shop and give them all your money. And and we'll see you next week when these comics are last week's comics. Yeah. So uh, join our do all this do all the stuff that we usually ask you to do. Join our Patreon. Subscribe to this thing. Tell your friends about it. Uh, come hang out with us in the Discord. I'll give you links to all the stuff in the episode description. Uh, yeah, till till we meet again next week. This is Tales from Four Box. Bye, everybody.